Welcome to Technology Forward, where we explore digital manufacturing trends and developments. I'm your host, Rachel Passini, Senior Editor of Design World. Today we're discussing ultra-precision grinding for micro-tool manufacturing. Micro-tools play a critical role in the manufacturing of medical devices, microelectronics, semiconductors, and any miniature component where precision is essential. I'm here today with Darren Fox, a product manager at Anka, with over 33 years of experience in the cutting tool industry. Anka recently released its new FX7 Ultra Precision Grinder, which sparked my interest in how this type of technology is advancing. Thanks so much for joining us, Darren. Uh, thanks, Rachel. It's, uh, it's great to be here, and um, thanks for having me on today. Well, let's start off by clarifying what's the difference between precision grinding and ultra precision grinding, and when might you use each? Well, grinding has evolved over the years, um, and with precision grinding, we looked at the micro features of a cutting tool. Um, but now with ultra-precision grinding, or what we're doing today, uh, we now look at the sub-micron features of a cutting tool. So I, I guess achieving the perfect cutting tool requires a lot of detail, attention in, in a lot of areas of just not just the machine, but also the software as well. Um, things that have an, a direct effect on tool geometry, tolerances, uh, profile accuracies, surface finishes, cutting edge qualities, and even transition marks between you know, axis movements. Um, you know, and then obviously controlling everything you know, with a combination of machine and software. We have laser ultra you know, MTC, which we'll go into hopefully a little bit later on, and tool runner compensation and a few other things. So that's sort of, I guess, the difference with the ultra precision grinding is we start, yeah, start now to look at the sub-micron features of the cutting tool. And how has grinding machine technology evolved to reach the new level of precision? Well, yeah, good question. Um, over the years, yeah, cutting tools have continued to evolve yeah, with the demand from, I guess, the customer uh, looking for that extra edge in over their, their competitors. Um, yeah, they're chasing higher quality surface finishes, um, more high performance tools with the end goal to be able to remove material a lot quicker with a lot more speed. Um, and in doing this while maintaining yeah, accuracy of their parts and looking for longer tool life. So all of this has an impact on, on the end cycle time um, and obviously reduces machining costs and therefore increases their productivity. Um, you know, to produce these types of tools, the grinding machine also needs to evolve within its own technologies. Um, and it's a constant challenge, which you know, we, we love here at Anchor and you know, it requires a high level of R&D, um, which, which at Anchor has made possible using you know, our vertical alignment. So what I mean by vertical alignment is at Anchor, we, we're able to control everything that we do. So at Anchor, we, we do all our own engineering in-house. We do our own uh, polyconcrement bases. Um, you know, we do our own servo drives, our own controls, our own linear motors. Um, and we're able to control everything that we do and develop at a speed or pull back the development to suit what we need to do at the time. So. Basically, the new level of precision that we're seeing today now in the ultra machines is, I guess, being driven by market demand um, and that need for higher quality cutting tools. Gotcha. And your new FX7 Ultra, that's specifically for manufacturing micro tools. Is that correct? Uh, no, it's not, actually. Um, although, look, we can do micro tools and, and it's very good at it. I, I guess what I want to uh, put across here is the 
with the development of the Ultra program, it's not just the FX7 Ultra, um, but with the FX7 Ultras, customers can expect to receive high quality tools for their, all their tools manufactured across you know, the, the Ultra range, um, regardless of size. So, you know, with the FX7 Ultra, you know, we can do tools from, you know, up to 20 millimeter diameter. Um, and you can expect to receive these ultra quality tools on the large tools as well. Um, however, you know, during those advancements we did through the ultra or the development of the FX7 Ultra, we've enabled the grinding of small tools and micro tools down to 0.1 millimeters, uh, which is you know, 40 thousandths of an inch, which is now redefining standards previously set you know, in that smaller micro tool market. So I guess we can, we can do tools, the yeah, micro tools, which we're doing now quite well. And also we can do a larger range of tools on the FX7 Ultra. So let's talk about materials for a minute for micro tools or otherwise, but specifically for micro tools, you know, what requirements do the materials need to have to be reliable at a small scale like that? Um, looking in general, uh, you know, cutting tools are made from a few different types of materials, depending on the application. Um, you know, materials, high-speed steel, carbide, ceramics, PCD, they're all used throughout the cutting tool world. However, carbide uh, plays, yeah, has a big percentage of these tools. Um, and it's used, carbide's generally used for its purposes. So when it comes down to the micro tools and, you know, those, those tools down, you know, 40 thousandths of an inch, um, you know, we generally use a sub-micron grade of carbide. Um, and it's generally used because of improved hardness and edge retention. So I guess on a tool that small where we need high surface speeds, uh, we need to hold you know, a high quality cutting edge and, and car submicron carbide generally does that for us. And then what about the machine? You know, are there certain types of requirements for the actual machine and, and its components itself to work with those types of materials, especially at the micro tool level? The features developed for the ultra machines have made it possible to grind submicron features of the tool. One of the main features that separate the ultra machines from st a standard machine is our one nanometer control. Um, this gives us control, uh, control of the axis down to a one nanometer resolution. So that's a one millionth of a millimeter um, yeah, resolution or control that we have over our axes. So it ensures that we get a silky smooth movement of the axis. Um, and providing you know, a smoother surface finish. And, and I just want to point out, you know, this level of resolution um, of the one nanometer control is the first of its kind in the tool and cutter grinding uh, machine market. So it's really exciting thing for us. Other features we have at Anchor on, on the FX7 Ultra is MTC, which is motor temperature control. What I mean by motor temperature control is that when we look at our grinding spindle, many factors can have a, an influence on the spindle growth. For example, high RPM versus low RPM, a load on the spindle. So we might be doing a heavy fluting cycle or a, a finishing cycle. So the different loads in the spindle can you know, put different temperatures through the spindle, resulting in spindle growth. Um, you know, the temperature and the flow of the coolant around the spindle jackets. Um, and what MTC does, it actively man manages and maintains the temperature of the motorized spindles, meaning faster warm-up times. Um, your production can get started a lot earlier, uh, reduces thermal expansion, and in turn, maintaining a consistency across your batch of tools. Uh, we also have new servo-controlled algorithms, which give us faster response times to internal and external disturbances. Uh, Laser Ultra, which is another feature on the machine, which is used for 
in process compensation. So it uh, delays and measures the tool after we've ground the tool, uh, checks the, the detail or the dimensions against what we say we should be getting and compensates accordingly so that your next tool is, is perfect again. Um, so that gives us consistency from our first tool to our last tool across a batch. Also with the FX7 Ultra, we've got a, a new C-axis design, which gives us greater stiffness and rigidity and you know, many other features that you know, are probably smaller detail, um, but you know, all make up that Ultra machine and make it possible to grind these high quality tools, especially down to the, the micro level. Let's discuss software for a little bit. What kind of software do you guys use or how have advances in software capabilities improved the machine, specifically for micro tooling, but probably any grinding application really? Yeah, okay. So software, I mean, software plays a critical role. Um, without the software, you know, it's it's impossible to design some of the cutting tools that are required now in the market. We've recently added, we, we, when we looked at the sub-micron level features of a cutting tool, we sort of had a look on where we needed to improve ourselves. So we added some new features. So we can you know, now have a designer edge ball nose software, um, new you know, chisel edge geometries, you know, with linear, circular or line segment chisel edges. Uh, new circular segment cutters, variable pitch, variable helix type cutters. Um, and this has all been designed from Anchor itself. So once again, mentioning our vertical alignment, we do everything internally ourselves. So we write our own software um, you know, and make our own controls. So we develop that how we need to, uh, depending on the market. We also introduced uh, tool balancing software, which minimizes any out of balance effect in a tool when it's being used at high speeds. So can we, we can make sure that the tool is perfectly balanced. Um, tool run out compensation. So we eliminate any errors through, uh, you know, inconsistencies in your, in your collet where you may get small run out. Um, and with tool run out compensation, we can digitize a tool, uh, find where that run out is and, and adjust the grinding path to suit uh, so that we ensure that less than two microns run out for your cutting tool. Um, and you know, all of this is possible to get the perfect tool nearly first up is when we use our 3D software simulation. Um, and this you know, gives you the confidence where you can play around and make the mistakes on, on the simulator before you start to grow. And so that you know that when you go for your first tool, it's going to be as close to perfect as possible. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about using AI and machine learning. Uh, is there any AI incorporated into your software? How do you see AI maybe playing a role? in the next evolution of either your software or your machine in general? Yeah, look, that, that's really good. Um, look, AI, you know, we're, we're, all, we're looking at AI at the moment, um, yeah, at different levels. Um, but, yeah, the new servo-controlled algorithms that I mentioned before, which is a part of the machine uh, or the development of the Ultra, it's self-learning. Um, so, it, so it, as I said, it sort of quickly reacts and learns what it needs to do to these internal and external um, disturbances. So, you know, AI, I believe, will play a big part in, in machines moving forward. Um, you know, where, where it takes us, you know, it's still an unknown. It's, um, you know, moving forward with the development, but definitely AI, you know, is a part of the future. Speaking of the future, you know, in addition to AI, you know, what do you see would be the next generation or, or next evolution of this type of technology? Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish I had a crystal ball. Um, you know, the development of the Ultra is still, you know, obviously, it's still rather new in, in a, you know, since we've brought it out. So there's still, we believe there's still a lot of development to do within the Ultra range. But AI, you know, 
given what its capabilities are today, you know, we, we see that as playing a fair role within um, you know, machines in the future. Um, and we've also got you know, R&D teams or research and development teams um, looking at what is the next thing within grinding machines. Is it grinding? Is it laser obliteration? Is it um, some sort of 3D print or printing of a tool? Um, you know, they're, they're, who knows what the future holds, but certainly, yeah, with Anchor, we have, um, you know, the teams behind us and, and our uh, network of, um, I guess, other other subsidiaries within Anchor, you know, that we can work with and work you know, alongside to make sure that we drive our machine further forward. So, yeah, it's really exciting times, you know, what, with what we've done, but also what we can see in the future. Awesome. Well, um, those are all the questions I have today. Uh, Darren, thank you so much for sharing your time and knowledge with us. It's been a pleasure learning from you. Yeah, look, thanks for having me on, Rachel. Um, it's it's been you know, fantastic. Um, if there's anything you know, further that you need to to uh, you know for me to answer, please let me know, and uh, I'll be happy to uh, get in contact. Thank you, and thanks everyone for listening. And be sure to visit designworldonline.com for more episodes and podcast series. Till next time, make it a great day.